Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hers come rolling for to carry my mother away Will the circle unbroken? It's that time. What time is it you say? It is go time. I am your host, Taft Ayers, here on Circle Unbroken. I'm joined in by my man, Hot Mike. How you doing, sir? Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. I don't have a whole lot to complain about i'm thinking about a big wouldn't do you much good anyway would it, it wouldn't uh, what were they used to say back at church back in the day well nobody listen you know i ain't, <laughs> how you doing oh, i'm fair to middling and then it'd be like well i'm not doing so good but nobody listen i got a, i got a big uh football game on the horizon for me it is uh tennessee and florida week and i have always loved this week I love people on both sides of the equation. I have children who have a lot to say at uh, school and in their social circles um, about this game. Now, do your and, children follow daddy's lead or, they, uh, or do they oppose daddy? My children have yet to oppose me on this. So, I, so I have you're a whole them, family, a whole Florida family. Oh, coach, it's, it's wild. The, the orange and blue in my house, the... The things I have to show you my my thing. One time I did a deal with uh, Tim Tebow um, last year, year before last, and it was who knows who knows Tim better, Taft or Tim. And we did. A, I had to buzz in. We played against each other, and uh, I smoked him. My kids were there, and I told him, I said, Tim, we almost uh, named my oldest son Tebow. I, I worked hard to try to get my wife to do it. And he goes, oh, yeah? And I go, yeah, the reason that we didn't is because my wife didn't know which direction you were going to go in your life. We knew you were good, but what if he ever winds up this way? And Tim was like, thanks a lot, man. Yeah, uh, appreciate the confidence there. We're, and we're here's our deal. Now, I may lose listeners for this. Um, we're Florida through and through and to the point where my kids will be like, did you know that Jasmine such and such placed this? And I'll be like, is that a receiver? They'll be like, no, it's a gymnast. Like they're, they're, they're they've got Mar- my Marley. She has posters on her wall of soccer, um, all all this stuff. And here's what's hilarious: the funniest part about it is, is that they are learning things that I learned growing up. The word "fan" means fanatic, so so fans of all different sports groups. I, I talked to our guest this weekend. I was we were saying, "Hey man, how you doing?" And he was like, "Well, I got such and such on my mind, but it's really the Aggies." Like it's really, it's really them on yep. me, and uh, so without further ado, I welcome in Randall Roby. What's up, Taft? Texas A and M, baby. Hey, Giggum. I have a question. All right, and this is not trash talk from my side. Oh, okay, it's, it's so a it's quest- trash talk. Is no, what no, I'm no, no. It's a question. When I hear people say stuff, right, I always ask the fan of the other team, right. Hey, so and so said this. What do you think? Okay, and so Basillo. Uh, who does all the Tennessee stuff. He's on actually before us. And so people were hearing him and their tune over here. Dur- during the Florida week for Florida, Tennessee, oh, he's a monster. He's just a monster with the stuff he says. And so he was going through a roll call. 
he was doing a thing yesterday talking about here's how many times the Gators have lost in the feared swamp since 2003. And so he went through. Well, when he got to Texas A&M and a loss that they suffered to them, he goes, and get out of here with that team. And I kind of like listened, my ears, you know, perked up. And he said, just just a shell of a team. Pretenders, he said, uh, everybody is stuck with Jimbo. How do you feel? So it's, <laughs> it's, it's year six. Yeah. Right? It's year six. Um, money is not a problem at Texas A&M. Sure. All right? So we've got it's, money. It's year six of Jimbo? Yeah. We've got money. Wow. And – being on that long contract that he signed, because it was a 10-year deal that we signed yeah, well, a him to. a lot more patient than I thought you were. All this kind He's of thing. He's on year six. And it's wow. one of those, it's like, it's time to produce, dude. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we are way beyond when you should be producing. And it's not that you haven't had the talent. The talent sure. is there. Um, I mean, we've got guys that are going to the NFL round one. Oh, yeah. And, and they're just absolutely killing it now. And the problem is he was a control freak, which actually I think this probably ties into stuff we're going to talk about later in the hour. But still, he was – Jimbo's a control freak. Right. You know, he finally this year has handed over the offensive play calling to to Bobby Petrino. Mm. But we still (laughs) got our defensive coordinator, and we're sitting here on – on a defensive guy that, frankly, should have been fired years ago, the fact that they let him back on the yeah. plane in Miami after that stunt—I uh, mean, he never should have been able to—he never shouldn't have even been allowed back in College Station. Is your DC name Kevin Sumlin? <laughs> you would know, right? No, yeah, he it acts like it. <laughs> I mean, the only thing Sumlin did—he did at least reintroduce the tight end to Texas A&M offense, right? right? So I liked I mean, him. He's a nice dude, but he doesn't win at, at that <laughs> level. I mean, it's fine. Nothing you ever want to use to describe yeah, you in nice. business. He's, right? nice. he's a nice dude who's losing. He's that, that's the same. She's got a good personality, yeah, right? She, bless her, bless her heart. Bless, bless her heart. God love him. But he just he wasn't winning, right? And, and so I mean, he had to go. I just he's not qualified to coach on that level. I mean, that sure. was. If you're in the the Southwest Conference, you're in the you know the Big Twelve or or whatever. That's one thing, but well, to you come are going over, back some years, right? <laughs> to come over to the SEC and and try to to compete when you don't have the freak of nature Johnny Manziel that's running your offense for you, I, you got to have better coaching than that. And right. Jimbo, we thought was bringing the culture and all this, and he did make some significant changes culture wise and i'm willing still to 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 follow along but defensively you got to make that same level of change that we right. made offensively and getting him into more of the ceo role instead of an operations role will make that difference i think but, well and you, know, you and can't to, have a repeat of last week that's no, for sure. right. well to quote uh delt kennedy in the mornings when he does our uh Three dudes with the View show. We're welcoming in Randall Roby, fa- favorite son of Circle Unbroken. Uh, but d- tell me this real fast: Didn't you, you you transferred and you left the college we went to? You went right. to A and M, right? Did, where did you? Now don't don't laugh me out of the room because I don't know the rules on this. 
But weren't you like a yell leader? Uh, no. No? Uh, not even close. Uh, I went to Midnight Yell. <laughs> yeah, well, that counts. <laughs> weren't, you a, so, weren't you the I preacher? I went to church. I went to church. I mean, that's, <laughs> I don't know where you I get thought, that. Why I thought you did no, that? No, 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 no. Man. No, no, I was never, never any of that. I've probably perpetuated that. Yeah. I've probably told people that you were one of the. No, I have. I think not. I have. Definitely not. Oh no, man. no, no, no. Uh, so we have a tradition at A and M. Anybody wants to call us a cult, it's fine. We embrace it. It's you know, it's all good. Sure. Fine. That's together we're we stand. Cult. I don't care. Yeah, yeah it's, fine. it's fine. Whatever. Just <laughs> um, <laughs> call us a cult, right? Um, That's for you, Coach but, Mike. But, yeah. <laughs> right. On Friday night. Uh, before Saturday home games, we, the student body, and anybody else who wants to attend, shows up at the stadium uh, about 10.30 or so. I've heard this is awesome. There. And at midnight, we kill the lights and focus on the, the yell leaders down on the field. Right. And they lead us through all of our chants and yells and all that kind of stuff that we're going to do during the ball game. Yeah. We practice them, essentially. It's a huge pep rally that happens on campus. Um, and it really started back, oh man, over a hundred years ago, uh, where they used to meet on the steps, uh, at one of the buildings there on campus and the freshmen were coming together to practice because they didn't know all right. of the yeah. yells and chants. And so they got, it was unofficial. It couldn't be sanctioned by the school right. and all this kind of thing. So it was an unofficial thing that started with the student body and, and they met on the steps and they would just practice the yells. Well, that grew then. Uh, and now one of the traditions that holds over from that, one of the yell leaders that did come unofficially to help lead the, the, the freshmen through that, he was this guy who the steps to that building, it's an old building, you know, it's not code and all this kind right. of stuff. The steps were real narrow. Well, he couldn't just stand and face everybody. And so he walked back and forth. He just paced oh, wow. constantly through it. And so now the tradition is the yell leaders, they're down on the field. Everybody's up in yeah. the stands, but they do not stand still. They walk back and forth, pacing right. back and forth because that's just part of the tradition. Like I said, we're a cult. We admit it. It's free. You know, whatever. Throw the throw the darts, man. We're we're good with it. But it is an awesome experience. Now, um, is it is it true that if you if you're a male and you go to A and M, you've got to be in the ROTC? No, <laughs> it is not true. I perpetuated that rumor too. Well, I told people. Well, I we told do people have that a huge, There's ROTC. a huge. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a, like a little community. I, 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 I grew yeah. up in Oklahoma. Yeah, the and, Corps of Cadets at Texas A&M is massive. Yeah, we, we used to – at Oklahoma, uh, we used to call them the brown shirts. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, it, was, it was not good. Yeah, it was not wow. a complimentary term. <laughs> what can they do for you? Wow. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was not sacks. a complimentary term. Uh, so it was, that's what those uh, Okies, that's what they do. That's right. Yeah. Well, I told my hey, kids this. Hey, listen, you look on any map. You look on any map you ever want to. And you start comparing Texas and Oklahoma, we're always on top. You're always <laughs> on top, baby. That's beautiful. That's cream cream rises. The best part is people can't see this, but Randall goes, that's hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, I'll say the words. Yeah. Well, I think when I told my kids that you were a yell leader, so sorry, um, they asked me questions about it. And uh, I think I looked at my daughter and said, you should go to school there because you're a yell leader yeah. in our family. <laughs> and then I think if you ask my wife an honest evaluation of my parenting style, he he leads through yelling. And so I could, I could look at it. Well, what we're going to jump into today, man, and I love that we're talking about college football for this, is because 
there are times, and we were having a conversation off the mic about we were talking about the Super Bowl when Tom Brady uh, came back from from down twenty eight to three or whatever. Who's counting? And when we look at it, and you think about when your back's against the wall, like when your back's against the wall, and you think about giving up, um, you look and Icky, a whole stadium. Like, like stadium at Texas A&M, Florida, Tennessee, um, that we call them in your world, coach, halftime adjustments. Like when you're sitting here going, what are we going to do? How are we going to like dig deep and come back? And, and, and our theme that we're talking about today on Circle and Broken is the idea of when you feel like giving up. When you feel like your back's against the wall, having Randall on today is special because as those of you that have listened before, he owns Icanos Emergency Management, uh, free easy plug for him, look him up. But one of the areas that's, that's key when you talk about words with Randall's business is resiliency. And when I'm describing resiliency to somebody, I will talk about the fact of, and forgive me if I butcher this, but if something is dented or pushed in, resiliency is that idea of it bouncing back, like it coming coming back. And, and so I love it when I look at a college football program, or let's be honest, I love football, a program of any sorts, flag football all the way up, to, even to the pros. Um, when somebody is against the wall, like what are you going to do? How are you going to dig deep and how are you going to come back if you've got a stadium full of people? And you've got a yell leader in your life who's going, hey, Randall can make it. Hey, Taff, you know, dig deep. Don't, don't quit. Don't, don't give up. That's, there's an encouragement that I want to use today to talk to our listeners and say, you may be in a spot where you are, you're close to giving up. You are, you are close to giving in. Um, you are finding yourself in a situation where you're going, I don't know if I can keep pushing forward. We want you to know that we've all been there. That we all know that that's your humanity talking, that that's the fatigue of your life kicking in. And we just want to provide today some encouragement, some real life examples of what it means to say this. You know what? I'm, I'm going to bounce back. I am, I don't have to tap out today. Randall, in your work, I know you talk to people that are right there and, and you handle that by, by giving them a, a plan. But also, there's an encouragement piece. There is, and and so when you find somebody that's that is just suffered disaster mm. at their business, the one of the the available options, you know, in front of that business owner uh, is is just forget it, just just close the whole thing down. We're gonna bulldoze it. Just just we're done. You know, that's back it. it up, back it back in. it up. We're done. Yeah, and that option. <laughs> It can seem attractive, sure, because it's I'm staring at, at just what appears to be insurmountable work in front of me now that has to be done. I've just lost so much, so much of what I poured into has been undone, right, and and just left lying in a heap. And so now, what's the point? You know, why why even do that? Um, and, and so there is an element there that says, man, quitting just seems like an option. The, the way that we kind of encourage through that when it comes to a business that's been damaged by a disaster is the, the idea of, and then what? Mm. Uh, because that, that's not the end of the world. The time doesn't just cease because you decided I quit. You're still going to have to, the Lord willing, wake up tomorrow morning 
and, and you're going to do something. And so what's next? Uh, the, the, and then what is, is that question that comes from, I want to quit. Right. Um, and, and so if we can encourage someone through that, that idea of this is too much, I don't want to do it. I quit. Okay. Then what? Mm. And that leaves with that mindset of you, you're going to have to do something. And, and so why would you abandon what you've put so much time into? Why would you abandon what you care about, what you have have spent so much energy on? Why abandon that just because it got damaged or just because you're staring at a destroyed building or a major loss or whatever? I'm not going to abandon it. I'm going to work through it. And, and so we begin with this process. It's one that, that I'll be honest with you, I got it from a mental health professional. Uh, and it's the idea of assimilating that disaster into my story. Uh, right, and and right. so it becomes a part of the overall story of my business or of my organization or of my life, whatever the case may be. I, I have that option of just trying to, to get over it and, and looking at it. That's, that's not going to happen. I'm not ever going to just get over it. That That's not going to go away. I can't ignore it and just expect it to clean itself up. There's no magic fairy that's going to come in and clean the mess up and, and put the business back like it was before. It requires work. And I can't just expect people to go around it and, sure. and just build next to it and leave the, the, the steaming pile of, <laughs> of, of destruction next to it. And I'm just going to open up in the next business and people come in. And it's like, whoa, what happened over there? Oh, that's nothing. Pay no attention to that. <laughs> no, no. I definitely want to know what happened yeah. there. You know, what? what is that? Right. So I can't ignore it. I can't get over it. And so I may as well work through it. And, and so assimilating that into the story, then the damage is still going to be there. The scars are going to be there and they, everyone tell a story. Uh, and, and so I'm thinking about a good friend of ours that that's got a business, uh, a restaurant down in Centerville that, that went through a major fire right. and, and completely lost his business. And if you walk into that business now, he's got pictures hanging on the wall of where that business burned. Right. While you sit down and eat your lunch, you get to read the story about how that business burned to the ground. You get to see pictures of him and other people going through cleaning up the debris and, and putting that place back together. And and so you get to sit in the fruit of their labor. Right. They didn't quit. They worked through it. And now it's become part of their story. It's part of what makes that place what it is. Yes. Uh, and, and so I think that's a, a big thing from my business side or from, from the Icanos piece is – and then what? Right. I want. I want to do. I love you saying that because it, you, it's almost like your your Ebenezer, your marker. You know, you're putting something up there, right there. Let's do a free plug for him, man. Yeah. Listen, y'all. If you are in Centerville, I've got a guy flying in soon who's coming to Nashville, and some of the stuff we're doing is in Hickman County. And I am taking him to this place. Uh, my man's name is Devin Pickard. The restaurant is. I always mess this up. Papa K. Joe's, right? Papa K. Joe's Y'all, barbecue. Y'all, let me tell you something. Look it up. You will not be sad. But it's somebody that you are partaking in. You are receiving blessings because somebody refused to quit. And then they marked it by saying, hey, here's where we were. Here's what happened. We're the definition of not only resiliency, but always turning turning around and saying, hey, we're going to make something that's good and something that's better. As we go to break here, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, I want you to hear these words. You don't have to quit. 
You do not have to give up. There is something better for you on the other side. His mercies are new every morning. I don't just say it. I believe it and try to live it. We'll be back on Circle Unbroken. Kiwanis Club member Suzanne Ganser. The Kiwanis Club and Main Street Columbia are partnering to put on a fall fest with a chili cook-off downtown Saturday, September 30th from 3 to 7 o'clock. Come enjoy the music, taste the chili, and enter the cook-off. Proceeds raised by the Kiwanis go to local kids' charities. For more information or to enter the cook-off, go to the Columbia Kiwanis Facebook page. Come to enjoy the food and music at this family-friendly event. We hope to see you there. This is Coach Trader's Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at GarbageManInc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. 
This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM FM, Columbia, Tennessee. go back for our second section here of circle unbroken had the microphone off of my face a little bit because i was killing the coffee it's one of those days where i'm just pouring it down the jugular i told my boys here coach mike and our special guest randall rovey welcome back boys howdy howdy glad to be here i told them that i've hit this spot where i fell asleep last night I uh, I had to do a little bit of I'm I'm, I'm, I'm go manly man on you. I didn't I didn't want to call the guy to fix my pool pump, so I fixed it myself. And as I did that, I was Still feeling working. it and eh, right now, ish. <laughs> and so my wife my wife comes out and she goes here and like rewards me with my labor, okay, and hands me. Are you are you like what's she gonna say? A cold beer? What are you gonna say? A bourbon? What are you gonna say? A nice glass of lemonade? No, she handed me a mug of sleep tea. And it was that night, night time. All right. And so I started, I started drinking it and I, I shower up, I get out and go to bed. And y'all, I, I had a peaceful night's sleep or so I thought. I've reached the age, folks, where I woke up this morning and my knee is shredded. I mean, it, it hurts as though I was power lifting or, or doing something. It, it hurts so bad. It's swollen. I, I would, fluid I would, on it. You said you worked on your pool. I did and, and stuff, and my guess is that you had to get down on one knee to get to the get to the whatever you had to fix, right? I at one point, at I, one point, but yeah. coach, I'm more of a rollover guy, so I kind of did it on my back. Like I got down on a knee, but I didn't stay there. You know, I don't think I heard you had it to doing get up. That. Uh, yeah, I get up in sections. Okay, I don't get up on my knees though. I'm like, I'm like propping it on the AC, getting up. I look like a <laughs> matrix in reverse. Now, getting up. It, it, it's called oh. L D. That's coach. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I am I am feeling it. So uh, coach, what you don't know is this is one of my favorite weeks coming up. Is next week we finally get to that point of the year where we have this like what is it, six, nine months out of the year that Taft is older than me. Yeah. And yes. so he gets to be yeah. a year older than me for nine months. And so, I'm the ready. Old so we're not the same age anymore. Yeah. As of next week, he gets to be older. That's well, a good friend. When you guys, I tell you what, I'll tell you what, when you guys grow up, let me yeah. know. We'll be, 
you Coach, know. I'm about to be 44. That's oh, like you the poor double, thing. double fours. Okay, put a six Put a six in front of Man. there instead of a four, and we'll, we'll start talking. 644? <laughs> 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 oh, Not okay. quite that old. That's the time I'd like to sleep till. Uh, so check it out, guys. We're talking today, for all of you in Radio Land, Podcast World, we're talking about the concept of that feeling of giving up, that feeling of – what else can I do? Should I just pack it in? Should I just quit? And so this past Friday night, um, and football is kind of the theme of this for this time of year, but I am at a football game, and we were sitting on the far left side of the bleachers. I had a son who was actually on the field for the football team, and then I had my two youngest sons. My daughter's over there doing her, her friend Friday night football thing. But my two youngest sons one was fixing to get picked up by his grandfather because he had a baseball tournament in the morning. And so we had him over on this side of the hill next to us where they were down playing with all their friends and we could see. Well, our football team was getting murdered. And as they were getting murdered, everybody's kind of attention turns to anything but, right? Like you look over here. And so they saw my two sons, both in our red football jerseys, duking it out. I mean, they are fighting over on the grass and it's my first and second grader and they're not mad fighting they're just fighting and i knew that my grandfather was fixing to pull up to get them and my coleman is wearing out my jacks and i mean just like pop pop pushing them so down. you have a you have a fight they, club at home i huh? do bro Coach, it's bad <laughs> and luckily they don't all hit at the same time pun intended and so he's pushing them down he's doing it he's doing it, he's getting it to him and i know that relief is coming. I know my father-in-law is fixing to pull up and get him. And I'm the kind of dad who's watching it going like, get up, like, get up, like, like move over, like sweep the leg, like, like all these things. <laughs> and everybody around me is dying laughing because my wife is like, boys. And I'm going, oh, yeah, you're pretty close to the concrete. Like, like I'm, I'm looking at it that way. Move more out, out yes. in the grass. Yeah, get, yeah, yes. get out, out of the grass. My son, the one who's been whipping him, all of a sudden father-in-law pulls up and he's like, Coleman, he gets up to go over there and he's got a a girl, one of their little buddies um, of my oldest son. She's walking him over there to him. And I see Cole going and I see Jax get up. And Jax gets up. You got to take it where you can get it. Yeah. (laughs) Sucker punch is coming, man. It looks like Goldberg back in the day. And he kind of gets down like a bull and then just takes off. And I'm like, go, go, go. Like, I'm loving it. <laughs> now, I yell out, hey, Cole. And Cole turns around. Just in Just time. Just in time. <laughs> the good news is to receive it that way is better than in your lower back looking the other direction. Yeah. And he gets it. And Jax just dives into him. And Cole kind of receives him. And as he receives him, they go on the ground together. And poor Jax. Cole's on his back. And Jax is, like, into him. And his head's exposed. And Cole's like, bam, 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 like just, just getting wearing him. him out. And so they, they get him. He's gone. And so I, I traveled for the weekend, got back, and I, I was recounting this story now that it's days out. And I'm like, boys, listen, Cole, you were on him. It was, I mean, you were riding him like a bull. And he goes, not my fault. And I said, oh, what? Like, not, not your fault. If I was his defense attorney here, I'd be going, hey, you got to give me more than that. And I said, what, what, do, you, what do you mean, not your fault? And he goes, I don't want to fight Jax. I said, dude, it didn't look that way. Like you were you were stomping a mud hole like in his life. Like, what do you mean? And he goes, You ready for this? He wouldn't quit. He goes, Dad, he just he just wouldn't quit. And it looked like Coleman wouldn't quit. 
And what, what he was doing there to everyone else, it was like Coleman was the bad guy. Uh, but he said, Dad, he wouldn't stop. Like, he, he wouldn't quit. He, ju- he just kept coming. And you know what? I loved it. The dad in me, your blood boils. Like, yeah, you will never quit. Freedom. Like, like I got, I'm, I'm hitting all the stuff, right? And I thought about that and went, you know what, Lord, I, I want to be described that way. He just wouldn't quit. And I don't mean just wouldn't quit like getting on your nerves. I don't mean just wouldn't, wouldn't quit like a little brother. But him saying he wouldn't quit was this thing of you're still here. And I think that's a really cool thing because if it's a business, Roby, and you're still here, the equivalent of that in the business terms is I'm still standing. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about that a little bit. Yeah, so, you know, that's been one of the – uh, we've used it as a marketing sure, phrase sure. over and over again with Icanos is that, you know, our, our objective is to make sure that when everything else falls down, you're still standing. Correct. I love and, it. And that's, it, it, it is the, the, the idea that no matter what comes through, no matter what the piece of destruction is or, or whatever it is that impacts that business, the business, that idea of that business resides in that business owner right resides in the folks who work there it's not the brick and mortar it's not the 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 facility itself it's not even in the product that you make right it's in the people who are there to to who had the idea who 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 come in and produce each and every day and so that can't be destroyed right that still exists and so our job as Icanos is and going in to help that, that business that's now gone through this, how do we take that now that's still there, it's not gone, right. and get it back up and running again yes. and, and yes. keep it going? Um, and, yeah, I love the idea of, of not ever giving up on it. I'm not going to quit. He just wouldn't stop. Well, that business is the same way. That business is not going to stop just because it got hit by a disaster. Mm-hmm. It, it may change a little bit. It may look a little different. It may be bruised. It may be a little bloody. Right. But it's going to continue. Right. It's going to recover. So when somebody else on the outside says, this may do it, and what they don't know and what they don't know that that means is it may do what? Like it may propel me. Right. Uh, it may make me stronger. Um, there is, I don't know if y'all have seen this. Okay. But I want to encourage everybody to look it up. The, and this is, this is a little sore for me, uh, here lately, but the Titans beat, I mean, excuse me, got beat by the saints this weekend and they got beat by the saints and there is an individual. I don't know if y'all have heard this or seen it. Demario Davis. I want everybody to go and look up Demario Davis because he gets on – it's his time. He's a Saints player. He had a great day. Um, he he was statistically good. And have you seen it, Coach? He – oh, oh, Not man. yet. He, okay, you look, put it that way. <laughs> look it up. He gets on, and it's his time to talk. And he goes, hey, it's the Lord's Day. Um, a lot of us should have gone to church, but we're out here playing this game, so I'm going to give you a word. And he starts talking. He starts talking about his daughter who two nights before – had her third seizure in X amount of days, and she was, they were almost at the point where if she didn't have this seizure, you know how it goes on the testing. He goes, basically, she was like two days away, so now it restarts the cycle of medication and all this. And he said, and so I just started praying because she was, uh, she seized for 30 minutes. She, she lost oxygen. She did these things, so I was real nervous. He goes, so I just started praying. I didn't start praying that she would live. I started praying that God would bring her out of it and make her speech stronger. 
and he would make her speech better and he would make it better than it was before. He goes, cause I knew, I knew God could do it. You know, it was this idea of bouncing back better. And he talked about how before the game that day, her speech was clearer than any four year old you've ever heard, how she was better, how you believe it that something's going to come back stronger and better when everybody else is saying no, when everybody else is saying you can't do it. It's that mentality. And, and if you're a, if you're a believer, it's it's called faith, right? Uh, if you're somebody that just has the bootstraps and you do this and you're trying to do it by yourself, you're somebody that says this. It's called grit, you know, determination. I'm I'm not going to give up, but building back to build back better, and belief uh, that it can be something better is is huge. And and you want to empower people to think that because what they think is okay. This is the worst. I can't keep going. I'm I'm fatigued. I'm I'm beat down. I can't, I can't keep pushing. And a lot of times, Randall and I talked about this before the show. Uh, a lot of times, you feel like it might be a church cliche. It might be like some motivational tactic when you're when you're at the end of your rope, you tie a knot and hang on, you know. And it's like, hey, yeah, yeah, uh, ha ha ha. A crazy phrase, see a little kitten hanging by the end of a rope. I remember that when I was like in the fifth grade. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Or die. <laughs> or 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 don't do that. Right. You know? And so you look at that and you see you see a massive importance, yeah. I think, in yeah. that. I agree. And and we were talking about it being almost cliche. Sure. The the church stuff cliche and what I was hoping that we could avoid, and, and, and I want us to avoid it. I want us to, to, to get into the real discussions, uh, stuff like DeMario's story, which I, I thought was yeah. a fantastic story from this weekend. And, you know, the, 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 the church cliche stuff, you know, there's, there's so many verses about don't give up and, and, sure. and God will never leave you and all this kind of thing. I get it. I'm not downplaying any of that. Not downplaying that at all. How does that help me Thursday morning? Right. Right. You know, where where is that when I'm standing or in, I'm, I'm in DeMario's shoes where I'm watching my kid go through a major medical crisis? Right. Um, that's, I don't need, I don't need the platitudes at that moment. Correct. I need something practical, something real. Um, and I, I think one of the things that, at least in my mind, that that has been critical in in these these moments when you want to quit is that you have found some friend somewhere, at least one, uh, if not a couple, that will be real with sure. you. And and what I mean by that is they're not going to 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 puff you up. They're not gonna gonna feed you the nonsense. It'll be that that friend that looks at you and says, "Dude, I'm not gonna lie. This looks rough." Right. Yes. It's rough right now. Right. And and I'm not sure how this is going to work out. Right. Not sure this is going to end well for you. But here's the thing. I'm not going to leave you. You're not by yourself. We'll figure something out. Right. We'll see what it looks like after that storm passes. Correct. Yeah. And and so that's a, having at least one or two people. That's the first thing. I know we're getting ready to, to go into another break, and so we'll we'll hold that second one for, for after. But the – the first one to me, though, is just that knowledge of knowing that I've got somebody in my corner that will be real enough to speak truth to me and and acknowledge 
that, that I am in the middle of a storm and right. it stinks. It's bad. Right. And it's really I, I bad. I think if, if, if you're paying, you know, to see it, and, and again, this is cinema, this, it's a movie or something, but there's a, there's a scene in, in the movie Rudy. You know, Rudy is, you know, he's, he's gone, he's, he's made it to Notre Dame and he's, he's getting beat up every day, never gets to dress out. Never, he's finally, he's decided I'm done. I'm finished. Right. I'm walking away and he goes to the stadium for one last time and some janitor stands behind him Hmm. and starts talking to him. He says, you're going to walk away. He says, number one, think about what it took to get here. Number two, think what you got. Right. Right. You know, and he starts going back. He says, you wouldn't have had this without this. Right. Right. Don't walk away from it now. And he goes, and you think you've got problems? Mm. And the guy goes back through his, and it was a black guy. Yeah. And yep. he said, you know, you've got a chance. I never got it. Mm. 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 And I'm getting it through you, so don't you quit on me. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> right. We're going, we're going to the break here, and, and to quote The Rock, uh, not the wrestler, but Rock, the guy who's the actor there, he said, you're five foot nothing, a hundred and nothing. I didn't peg you for the quitting type. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we don't peg you for the quitting type. Hang with us. We'll be back here on Circle Unbroken. Listening to Front Porch Radio WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Did you know that 70% of Americans age 65 or older will need some form of long-term care in their lives? And even more frightening, 7 out of 10 people who go into long-term care will become completely impoverished within one year. It doesn't need to be that way. You do not need to go broke in the nursing home. Call Perchowski Estate Law to learn how you can protect your life savings and hard-earned property from the high cost of long-term care. Call me at 931-363-7222. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back to Circle Unbroken. I'm your host, Taft Ayers, joined in by my operator, by my chief, by my chef, by my vice mayor, by my running mate, Coach Mike. You keep, you keep adding titles to I my know, job over baby. here. I know. When are you going to start adding money to Notches the titles? In the belt. <laughs> that is outside of my – I'm just thinking if I call you enough things, then Delk will come in here and go, 
man, that's like 12 things he does today. Let's start making it rain. And he'll just start throwing money uh-huh. at you, Coach. And yeah. we, also, we also got my boy Randall Roby. Go. <laughs> Welcome back, dude. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Owner of Icanos Emergency Management, a good buddy of mine, um, help, helper of all people, really. And we're talking today about, you ready, folks? Not giving up. Not quitting and not getting a Hallmark card when you think you want to give up. Like, oh, you can keep going. But saying, hey, when you're in the ditch, uh, when you're in the middle of it, when you feel like everything is busted, there is no way to figure this out. I told a story earlier about repairing a motor. Um, I looked it up and it said this. It's not that hard. And I'm like, yeah, right. And the guy says, oh, you've got a power source coming in here. All you really need to do is jumpstart the propeller. And then everything will take care of itself. And so that idea of jump-starting the propeller, how I could do that, how I could turn it, how I could say, okay, we got a power source here. Let's get this rocking and rolling. You may be in a spot right now where your propeller's not moving. Like it's not going and you, you're like, hey, there's a power source. I believe that. Uh, but in order for me to get going, you know, I've got to say, hey, this stinks. I'm locked up. I'm, I'm, I'm stalled out. I gotta, I gotta figure this out. There, there was a lady recently and, uh, I saw her and, and we go to church with her and I saw her at a, at a local school event and she goes, Hey, honey. I said, Hi, howdy, ma'am. How are you now? So, you know, she's a lot older than me. I'm not really talking to ladies like, Hey, honey. Hey, but she said, I saw you jogging the other day. And I said, I wouldn't call it jogging. I said it was me putting one foot in front of the other in the neighborhood. And I said, my whole goal when, I, when I'm jogging is don't quit, like don't stop. And then parentheses, don't die. And uh, so I, I was joking around with her, and it made me think about my, my rule when I run. It's, hey, you're not going to break any records here, um, but you're going to be really pissed off at yourself if you quit. What happens when I stop running is my body is screaming at me, hey, we don't do this. <laughs> hey, you, I know this was a good idea and you're trying to run off some calories or you're trying to fit into your pants for a speaking engagement or whatever, uh, but but we don't do this a lot. Just Just reminder, and when I do, boys, when I do quit, like if I stop, I feel like relief for a second, but then if I think about starting again, my legs are 100 pounds. My body is going, ha ha, LOL. This, this is cute. And it takes me back to this quote. It's a quote we used to have in our weight room. And the quote was this. It's from the 90s. And it was, pain hurts nothing like submission. And it was this idea of, oh, it stinks. Oh, your body is hurting right now. Oh, you're like, I want to quit. But that submission, when you give in to it, and when you're done, there's like an instant. Yeah, I might feel better physically, but I'm mentally mad at myself. I've got this feeling of, it, could I have not kept going? And I want to talk about that a little bit, Randall, here. The idea of a quote. Now, it is a quote. Pain hurts nothing like submission. Put that on the T-shirt. Put that in the locker room. Do another rep or whatever. But when you get into real life, real life people that are at a pain point thinking about submitting and quitting let's rock with that for a minute yeah so (laughs) i think about that there's there's this idea though that when we get to that moment that that this pain that i'm in right now there's there's a lie i believe that we all tell ourselves and and this is you know it's like dr house says you know everybody Mm. lies man Mm. we all we all tell this lie 
And, and that lie is that it all depends on me. Right. That that I am the center of the universe. I am the one who has to 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 move and to act that my my whole family will fall apart if I don't step up. If if I don't do the work, then nothing's going to get done. I can't trust anybody else. I'm indispensable. I'm irreplaceable. Right. I'm essential. Uh, all of that, it all depends on me. And, right. and so right. I become so overwhelmed by that that I get to the point where I just quit. Sure. And sure. it's in that moment that you truly lose. And and the idea that I am in control of what's going on around me, instead of instead of submitting to the idea that that God is ultimately in control, I have been given responsibility to handle these one or two little things. That that's all that I really have in my purview. Everything else is in somebody else's responsibility. Right. It's not my responsibility, and so I control the one or two things that I can control which is my attitude to how I address the situation and my actions. I can control those two things. Beyond that, I don't have any control over it. Right. I don't control you. You don't control me. I control my attitude and I control my actions. And so, yeah, that mindset of pain now, you know, that that submission and, and that quit, it feels so much worse. Right. So much worse. Right. Then, 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 just controlling the things that I know I can control, and having that attitude and the action. And and there's people that are in those spots who are going, you know, I, no one's ever, no one's ever felt this before, no one's ever felt my pain before, because it's so individualized in the sense of I dropped the ball, right, or I did this. And I think from a spiritual side, when you realize, okay, I talk about this when I talk about like our you know, sin and, and our shortcomings, that there is no sin. There's nothing that I have done that is late breaking news in heaven. Yeah. There's no, Oh, Taff did it again. Like it, it, he knew that I was going to mess up the destitute from the beginning, that there were going to be these inabilities, these shortcomings and these failures. And so when you realize that it's, there's nothing you haven't seen. Yeah. As as with your federal work, with, you know, disaster, terrorism, you know, bio, everything. It's, yeah, I've seen it. Right. I've seen these things. And so this isn't specific to you. Now, this might be your lot and what you're going through now. But look here. There's not, nothing new under the sun. Yep. Yeah. And I, speaking that yeah. you know holding that spiritual mindset it goes all the way back to to even to matthew 4 if you mm. look at the temptation that jesus went through right the the temptation that he went through if you really put it there's a little different way of looking at it than what maybe your your sunday school teacher has presented it to you sure but in all honesty what satan presented to him was self-sufficiency he put it on the you take control you're in control Instead of surrendering your will to God's will, he put it as the, no, no, just quit. Right. Just quit. Quit following him. Quit doing all of this. And and it really was that, that idea of, you know, hey, you know, you're hungry. You better make some bread. If you depend on God, you keep following after him, you're going to starve to death. And so just quit. Mm. Just mm. quit and do it yourself. Right. The the second one of of you know you're going to build this kingdom and I, you're going to 
you're going to make, you know, this great kingdom uh, is going to be under God. That's what God said he's going to do for you. Where, how? Where's your advisors? Where's your army? You know, where's all the, you better, dude, what's he done for you? Stop that. Just uh, take action. Do it yourself. Quit. Right. Right. And and then that last one of of (laughs) God says he's going to protect you. Have you tested that? Yeah. Right. Have you tried that? (laughs) Yeah. How about when you're walking through the crowds and people got knives and everything else? Have you tested that? What's your security plan? I mean, there's back to my world. Have you, dude, you got to quit listening to that. And do it yourself. Just quit. That's the temptation that that Satan brought to him. Yeah, and it's a and that's a New Testament reiteration of an Old Testament sure. story. You know, the whole book of Job is the very same story of you know here's a guy that had everything, and in a matter of hours lost everything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and everybody around him is you know his wife who's supposed to be supporting just. Just quit and die. Curse God and die. Curse yeah. God and die and get it over with. Because you, you obviously, and then his friends come in to quote unquote helping. That to me, that's always been the, you know, the tough part about this, reading that story. They come in and help you. Hey, you had to have done something wrong. Right. Right. You right. had to have done something. No, but you know, God doesn't treat people like this. Well, you know, God didn't. Right. <laughs> Satan did. <laughs> and, and, and I think that's part of what Job finally comes to. But you even, you know, we hold Job up as that resilient character. If you read the book close enough, towards the end of that book, he's starting to waver. Right. You know, he's starting to kind of, you know, okay, I've hung on. I've hung on. I've hung on. God, give me something here. And uh, and that's when God kind of has to come into him and say, hold it. Did you do this? Did you make this? Did you set this up? Right. You know, I'm in control. You need Where to understand you? that. You yeah, know, yeah. I'm in control of this thing. I made the cookies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, once you understand that, Job, you're going to be. It's right. going to be better. But you better learn it now. Yes. And it wasn't that God gave up. You know. You know, He's not necessarily scolding Job as He's reminding him. It's readjusting. Hey, know where know where you came from. Know who you are. Know your place. Know where you came from. Like you said, you're not in control. You didn't cause this. You're not going to fix it. <laughs> right. So hey. keep living. Keep going. And it will get better. And I think, Coach, that connects to what Roby said earlier in the sense of having somebody that will be there with you. Somebody that will say, this is bad right now. Um, Job's friends didn't have to fix it. He needed them to sit with him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need you to be here with me and go, okay, this, this really stinks. Uh, let's move. Let's move through it. And not the, uh, not, not the whole fact of, well, you should, you should just pack it in, right? Uh, somebody, somebody who's close to me telling me, oh, just give up. I mean, that, man, that's, that's the brutal piece. I have told people over and over again, the way you approach a situation. I told somebody this Friday night is – they're like, how do, how do you get through X, Y, and Z? And I said, two words, man, temporary goggles. You put on something to say, hey, this is not forever. 
Uh, this is a way that I Just get through. Pass. Yes, that's how I get through a situation. Uh, we're about done for the day, but I want Randall uh, to drive us on out of here, man. You're here for a reason. Um, you've you've dealt with this. We got about one minute left. Randall, any any words of encouragement you got for folks? Yeah, there's. I mentioned before the last break in that segment. That there's there's two things that I I would really push people to do. Is one have that friend that will yes. be real with you, like you were just talking about. The second one, and I, I think this is one that we overlook. There is a lot to be said for stepping away. Mm. That that if you find yourself in a midst of a situation that it's I want to quit, I, I give up. It's overwhelming. There is a lot to be said, and, and Solomon talks about this in Ecclesiastes. You see this come up over and over and over again, where where God is telling people, just be still for a minute, mm. just just stop. And that's when you find yourself in that overwhelming situation, occasionally you need to just stop right. and look around and take inventory of where you are and what's going and breathe for a minute. Amen. And, and that when you've, when you've surrounded yourself with the right people and you stop for a minute and breathe, you will find that it's more times than not, you can keep from quitting. You'll, you'll persevere. You'll push on. You'll be resilient. It'll work. Amen, folks. Circle and broken audience, we love you. Don't quit. I was standing by my window on one.